0: All right. Welcome
1: to the Sober Minded Podcast with
0: the
2: host,
1: Gage and Josh. Uh, Gage. That's the wrong child. Come on, dude. I'm the
2: cooler one. <laughs> <laughs> All the right, everyone. Uh, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. Um, today we have Nathan Bailey. Uh, we're going to talk to him about whatever comes up. Um, let's start with a prayer, as we usually do. Dear God, thank you for getting us through another week. Um, thank you for the opportunity to do this. Uh, thank you for good friends and family. Uh, yeah, pray that you would continue to be with us and uh, help us to uh, be your image in the world. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, Nathan, would you like to introduce <laughs> yourself to the world? So,
1: I am Nathan, and I am Chase's dad. And, this is true. Uh, this is true. I don't know what else to tell you guys. I Everything. have a couple different podcasts. Everything. And um, I think it's great what you guys are doing. I think it's cool. I, I love coming on here and you guys are talking about some stuff that a lot of guys your age haven't talked about. When I was your age, I never worried about this kind of stuff. Um, I'm glad that there are young men pushing the boundaries of uh, thinking. and I, And that's something that I think we need more of. And I think it's pretty cool that's coming out of the blue collar world. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, something I'd asked Jamie at the beginning of the last I'm curious your response too. Um, is like what do you identify yourself as? Like if you if someone were to say like where do you place your identity, what would your response be?
1: I think my identity is given to me. I don't think that I get a chance to choose that. Um and that comes from my theology. My theology is that God created me to be who I am. And so um, my identity, as far as being a man, um, is spelled out through who Jesus Christ is. Now, he gives me passions and um, talents to follow that identity. And that is my job, right? So, you know, in today's modern world, they say, go out and find yourself. hmm yeah it's absolute malarkey it's it's bs and what you really need to do is you need to find out what god's made you to be yeah and i'll tell you what that is the thing so my identity is a follower of christ and then whatever he spells out in that that's not the easiest thing in the world but it's good yeah yeah
0: well um, I'm going to ask you actually the same question that I asked Jamie because I, I want to know your input on it. And I know for you, having me, you're a bit older.
1: What is your opinion on having children young? Having children young is awesome, um, quite honestly. I had children um, when I was young, uh, but it wasn't, and, and it was harder. I'll tell you right now, the, your two older brothers mm-hmm. um, had a harder way of things than you did. Yeah. And because I was a harder person then. Mm -hmm. Um, but that wasn't because I was young. It was because I was inexperienced. Yeah. And so people, a lot of time place age on, on things, but I would place experience on things after being around the youth kid, the youth group kids and seeing how some of these kids have grown up and how that they have matured past their age. Um, there's kids right now in this world that I know that in their 18, 1920s, that are more mature than a lot of 30-year-olds I know. Mm-hmm. So as far as youth, I don't think it's a youth thing. I think it's a maturity thing. And I think if, if a person seeks wisdom, if you start reading Proverbs and go through it and really look at it, um, youth is, it's not age, man. It's, yeah. it's wisdom.
0: Well, and the only reason I really ask those questions, um, mainly because I want to see input is on that. And uh, because a lot of people are, it's telling you like oh don't worry about relationships. don't worry about until you're 30 30s and all this and that and so i, I feel How it's like was mary when she had jesus actually you know, do not know
2: wasn't it like 15 or 14 15 yeah yeah,
1: yeah. And, and i'll tell you what she was one of the best mothers out there mm-hmm. and so um quite honestly we live in a really screwed up world yeah and the reason that people are telling you that, you guys that, is because they think that you have this wild seed that you have to sow. Right. And your wild seed does not stop in your 20s. I'll tell you right now, uh, you could ask my wife. Yeah. And you guys should get her on here, by the way. You guys should get some women on here and talk. Uh, women that are around real
2: men. Women. Women's places to be in the kitchen uh, scene, really. i mean <laughs> oh, okay so kidding. here's that another was wisdom a, that thing. Was a joke for um, everyone I, wondering i say
0: as i'm eating a chuck roast that i made yeah
1: here's <laughs> another thing so what i'm saying though is um a wild seed never gets sown mm-hmm. if it's the right wild seed okay you guys are meant to be wild. You were born to be wild. You were born in a garden, taking care of animals and, and getting your hands dirty and wet and propagating plants. Yeah. Now I know physically you weren't spiritually. You are. We, we were born in the same spot as Adam before we sinned. Yeah. And so once we, once we understand that about ourselves, then we can move out of this idea that you're supposed to sow this wild seed. That's, baloney um young marriages are a great thing i I think i think that's the way it's supposed to be if we look biblically that's how it was Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um i I, a wife allows you that wilderness and most women that really want a man are gonna want somebody that's got some wilderness i know abby i know your wife really well and that's what she was looking for in a man she she wants her and I'm going to butcher this and she's going to kill me. She wants her Aragon. She wants her Ranger. And, mm. and you guys. Aragorn. See, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Because Abby's going to, she's going to butcher me on this. But um, I still think it's Aragorn. But I know it's Aragorn, depending on, okay. Anyhow, you say tomato, I say tomato. Whatever. But on, on the point of um, real women are going to foster that in men. Mm. And real men are going to foster the femininity in women. And I'm not being good at that. I'll tell you right now, you know, i blow that on a lot of occasions. But as a young man, if you could realize that, that she is your princess and she is your queen and you treat her as such and that she'll treat you as a king. Mm. And you learn that at young ages. Sorry.
0: Is is that the truth?
1: I'm long winded. That is the truth. (laughs) That is absolutely the truth. And I'll tell you why it's the truth is because the Bible says it is. Yeah. Yeah, and looking back, sorry,
2: go ahead. Uh, back to what you said, I actually, a coworker or someone at work, um, this kind of came up as we were working. Mm-hmm. Um, he asked, like, because I asked if him and his fiance were planning on having kids or at what point, and the point, or the question of why do you have kids came up, mm-hmm. and Like you could speak to it. I said, like, I don't have kids yet, but it seems to be like from a Christian perspective, it's what we're called to do, but it's also just from a practical, you get a sense of fulfillment that you can't get from yourself. You know, it it seems to me if you don't have that offspring, you're, you don't have that whole aspect of life.
1: I, uh, and I'm, I believe in this wholeheartedly. And, and when I was youth group teacher, I taught it wholeheartedly, there is no other perception except for a Christian perception if it's going to be true. Yeah, okay. There is no other perception outside of Christ reality that he created. So with that said, um, yes, the now a lot of people have kids because they're selfish. They want to have they want to have their own legacy live on, or they think that somehow having a kid, it's going to be an extension of who they are, and that's not biblical um, childbearing. Biblical childbearing is to have kids to because you're you're um, propagating something good for the rest of the world, yeah. and you're creating mm-hmm. a legacy of of Christ likeness because we were made in Christ's image, right? And then once we're saved, we bear Christ's image, and so when we have kids, what we're doing is we're we're making more kids that are going to go out and affect the world that are Christ kids. Mm. And that's the true reason to have kids. So start early, get yeah. a bunch that, honestly, I mean, that's what Christ said. He said, um, in the garden, he says, Hey, go out and propagate the world. And, yeah. and, um, of course we took over uh, through our sin. Yep. And made in a it, way. I mean, you made know, it wrong. We don't actually take over anything. Right. Yeah. We can't take things over. Yeah. But, um, he allows us to have our own way to where we, um, if we don't follow him, we screw things up and that's what we've done. Yeah. And so, um, that's kind of the world that we're, that we've seen since able, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, You guys ask questions. It's going to be long. Hey,
0: that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. That's kind of the whole Works point. Out well, well, I, uh, I didn't really have a ton of questions, but like, I kind of, like I said with kids, um, I had, I had a coworker asking or telling me like, Oh, don't, you know, don't worry about women. And it's not and like, if you're really that worried, you can go on Tinder. And I'm like, well, first of all, I don't believe in using Tinder. And second of all, that's not really where you want to find someone to spend your life with. Right? I found your <laughs> mom in a bar.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, but there are the rare occasions. Where there I'm- are. Yes. Uh, okay. So, and I say that not meaning that everybody should go to the bar to f- go find women. Uh, what I do mean by that, though, is that God has an appointed time, and so if you, it, it's hidden his timing that you will find a woman. Mm-hmm. And so you got to understand that, that yeah. um, he will use any means necessary to get that purpose accomplished. Mm-hmm. So when your co is telling you, don't worry about it, he's right. Don't worry about it. Let God worry about that. And what you do is then you pray through it and say, and, and try to walk with God in that, and... Um, a lot of times what I've seen in the past, and not so much with the wife, because I got married pretty young. We were yeah. 25 and 23. Mm-hmm. And so um, what, I, what, I've, what I've seen is, but there have been other things that I've been real antsy to do, and I pushed it out there to do. Right. And God made those things not happen. Mm-hmm. So I would come closer to him, and I'd walk with him yeah um and i would trust him in that and the trusting god part is way more important than actually finding a wife yeah and i know that sounds really weird in this world but it's true because quite honestly you don't want the wife that god doesn't appoint to you
0: Mm.
2: yeah Yeah. it is also that being said you're probably not going to find a woman that you want to build your life with at a party where everyone is smoking dope. If that's not your life choice, right. you know, right. I'm uh, not to discount, not to discount God's timing and everything. But I had a buddy once asked me, he's like, why do you get the good girls? Cause like, I, I think I, would how do you get the good girls and I get the bad girls or whatever? And I said, well, I met mine at a young adult's, group where we are both pursuing God in that common interest and you tend to find your girls at parties.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I was extremely blessed. There's a thing called grace that happened to me that I can't explain mm -hmm. outside of that. But normally that kind of stuff doesn't happen. Marriages that are built on what my wife and I started normally don't last as long as they have. and. So I'm not a proponent of that. What I am saying, though, is God does what he does. And mm-hmm. the thing was, is your mom and I came together and we there was a point in our lives where we were like, this isn't the way life's supposed to be. And this was before you were born. And we came together and we said, we got to change. Mm-hmm. So at that point, when we started finding, when we start, I started coming back to God and when your mom came to God and we repented over that, Yeah. then we realized the grace that was involved in that. But you don't want to go through that right what you want to do is go the other direction and do wise things from the get-go yeah
2: yeah
0: yeah no I I see that uh, and that and that's the thing is like I wouldn't say I was necessarily worried about it but I think from his standpoint he was more saying like oh go and be
2: don't get married yeah go be wild and don't get married yeah I think that was more where he was coming from because
0: he he is more of that way he he didn't get married until like 29 and And which is not not wrong by any means, but he was he was saying to me like, hey, go be go have fun and live your life. And well, yeah, I could do those things, but that's not what I want out of life. I don't want to spend my money everywhere I can go party every second I can. I don't want to do those
1: things. Yeah. And and quite honestly, that leads into debauchery. And if you read throughout the Bible and you read like um, Proverbs, see, I was a sailor at that age. (laughs) So I've seen every ounce of debauchery there is. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, it's so empty. Yeah. And and you're not going to find substance in that. Mm-hmm. And um, it will create these huge voids of what you really want in life. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and then to get out of those voids, it's absolutely graceful when you get out. There's nothing that I could have done to get out of some of those voids in my life. Yeah. And so you just the best thing to do is never get into one. Yeah. And and I'll tell you right now guys, women are the biggest thing that influence us. Yeah, guys, especially your guys age. You're better off because you're married. You know, that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying is, is that's a very good thing. And it's not like she caught you and now she's got you whipped. That's not the way this works. I don't know. Oh, no. I let her know. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I know. I know. But the fact of the matter is, is you are, she is, she's building that wildness in you. Yeah. Right. right. Essentially and, building upon what was there. Yeah. yeah. And, and so that wildness that is there mm-hmm. is so much more full and so got more godly. Yeah. Cause God is wild. He's mm-hmm. absolutely wild. He, he is the wildest thing that has unity and, and has all of the righteousness and all the justice that's in him, but mm-hmm. he's absolutely wild. Yeah. What was it? What was it? I think it was CS Lewis said it. He's a wild and dangerous lion. Right. When Aslan was walking up the beach. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So true. So yeah. true. So to take that back um chase is people little boys don't understand they want to just go and have their fun but they don't understand that that wild part that part that they think that they're getting that part is actually just wild boys going out and they're not getting anything from it
2: yeah when it seems to me like like for instance once i got married like you still want to have that that wild side, but it gives me a point. There, yes, you know, right, it gives you a right. point where no, it's not anymore just, Oh, I'm just going to do whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really have any obligations other than to myself. But once you get married, it's Oh shoot. As the primary provider, I have this person that I love and that I want the best for. How can I provide for her the best to the best of my abilities? Henceforth, like, a good career, like electrical, where it's, you don't want to become slack and just become another man on the job site in that career. You want to keep striving. But with my wife, it gives me something, a driving force to work for.
1: Yeah. um, On the other end of, you know, I'm looking, I'm, I'm 52. Now I got 10 years before I could actually retire. Um, so when I, um, on the other end of this, I look at it as a 25, 26 year old, um, I was running a shop, a diesel engine shop Mm -hmm. and the drive of thinking that I had to, um, continually build was something that was weird. Um, I think it's a very worldly idea. Now I know what you're saying about building something to take care of your wife, but at the end of the day, the wildness that I'm talking about here is not that wild seed of um, debauchery, okay? That's, that's false wild. That's false wild. So that's what little boys do when they can't be men. That's, that's what little boys do when they can't be men. They, they act out on those feelings, and they pretend like they're men. And they'll be the first ones to call you out when you tell them that. You're, like, you're acting like a little boy, and they'll, they'll want to fight you for it, right? And the thing is, is that they're acting out. They're little boys trying to act like men. And, and they're full of, um, they, they, they have no self-respect at all. They have no self-assurance. So when you become married, you've don't, you, you are, you, you became a man already is what you're supposed to be. And then that wild that's in you is still there. It should be. And, and in today's age, they're trying to take that out of men. Because a wild man's a dangerous man. And you should be dangerous. You should be absolutely dangerous, but you should be good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Jesus is the most dangerous thing that anything has ever came across. You guys understand that, right? Not the devil. Yeah,
0: Yeah. just in general. <laughs> Jesus is. <laughs> yeah.
1: Jesus holds everything. Yeah. And he, and he could, with one idea, end oxygen on this earth. Yep. He is the most dangerous thing. He's the most wild thing as well. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he is... Most good thing, too. Yeah. That's what could. That's what makes him who he is. And so we wash that down, try to make little boys sit down, be quiet, listen to the teacher. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. There's times when boys need to chill out. But at the same time, there's a wild string that comes through you. So your wife completes that in you. She doesn't take it away. And a lot of women are trying to take it away, too, because they see the danger in it. But... When you're when you're talking about taking care I, I know I'm going off way off on a, road I'm trail a tangent. Here on <laughs> but when when a, when you're taking care of a wife, your ultimate goal in life is what?
2: To be the godly head of the house. Or? Your
1: ultimate goal in life is to love God. Mm-hmm. Okay. That means that you are gonna be the the godly force in the house, right? Because yep. if you love God, you're gonna do what he says. Yep. What's your second thing that you have to do in life?
0: Glorify him.
1: Glorify him. Yeah. But that, it, that comes under the loving God part, right? What's the second responsibility you have on this earth
2: to provide for her?
1: Your, your family. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What's
2: after that? <laughs> I you, know you have something specific. You're alluding others.
1: To yeah. People. And so you're, you're, Built for that purpose as a man, you're built to love God, love your wife, and that transcends to loving others. Mm. It's through that that you could love others. Right. And so that wildness that's in you is what produces that mm-hmm. love for other people. Mm. Okay? That, that's the big thing. And so when you say you know you're, you're, you're providing for your wife, yeah, you're providing for your wife, but you're not just providing money. Oh yeah, no.
2: Yeah, and
1: and that's but that's what the world wants you to think Mm -hmm. because we live in a world that's full of materialism. Right. They think that all there is is molecules.
2: Well, and honestly, providing the money is the easiest, the easier of the, of the two sides. Where like, it's like I enjoy going to work. right? Right. You know. Right. But and I enjoy being there for Abby, but it's it's hard because I'm wired differently and i have to learn how to approach her in the most beneficial way yeah um, and it's not that i don't want to if i seem distant or anything it's just i'm wired a little bit differently than her but i have to learn to how do i approach her the way that she wants and that shows her that i love her
1: so if you take if you take like say um cat eight right do mm-hmm. you work with cat eight um, oh, no. no okay so say you take a, a bundle of wire it's got eight wires in it mm-hmm. okay for all that wire to be conductive and to, and to work together if you have two pieces of wire and they, they have all the strands here what do you got to do to them to get them to be conductive?
0: put power at one end
1: put power at one end and then wire tie them together or and wire net them together right mm-hmm. marriage is like wire nets it takes a while and sometimes, if you cross those nuts, what happens? What happens if you cross those two wires? You throw a breaker or you burn a wire down, right? Well, it depends. Talking about I, a hot and yeah, neutral. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I'm talking okay. about. Okay, <laughs> if you cross if you cross a hot and a neutral, yeah, right. So you're not for one, it's not conductive
2: anymore.
0: Well, it no, is. That's what pops the breaker.
2: It'll conduct, but not in the way that you're intending.
1: Right. But it blows that conduction. Yeah. So in one way or another, it's going to burn the wire or it's going to throw the breaker. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Marriage is a lot like that. And I'll tell you what, this is just because I've crossed a lot of wires. Yeah. Not that, not that my wife's crossed a bunch of wires, but I've crossed a lot of wires. And so it takes time to go through that. And what do you have to do to know which wire is which? Yeah, look, <laughs> look at this. What if somebody wired it wrong on the other end? Maybe they were super sinful and that other end isn't quite the same as what you're used to. So if you have say your uh, I don't know, your hot wire black? Yeah. yeah. So say your hot wire is black, but somebody wired it white. Can you still make that a conductive thing? Or I, I know the proper thing is go back and switch it at the panel, right? But for my illustration um say, that, say sin made the hot wire white. Mm-hmm. So you know that the hot wire is black, but somehow or another, in this instance, the hot wire is white. The only way that's going to work is if you put those two together, isn't it? Yeah. Because if you put the black to black together, what's going to happen? It's going to cross yeah. and it's going to blow a breaker or it's going to burn the wire or the house, right? So understanding that, is understanding that um, not everything that when we come together as relations, not, not everybody's got a black wire that's the same as everybody else. Hmm. Not everybody's wire is the same as another white wire. But when you start understanding that and you start building those together, guess what you've created? You've created something that actually transfers power. Hmm. And, and that's what marriage is because none of us have, none of us are uh, wired right.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was kind of wondering where you're going with that, but yeah, that makes sense. Yeah,
1: none of us are wired right, because there's a thing called sin, mm-hmm. and, and that, that sin was in there switching wire colors around.
2: Yeah. We're not up to code.
1: We're not up to code. <laughs> Matter of fact, if an inspector inspected us, he'd have to give us grace. He'd have to kill us. Unless he did it himself. <laughs> right. Does that make sense? Oh, there goes my phone. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so with that said, that's what marriage is. And then when when that happens, when when you start conducting power bec- through something that is um, not up to code, and people are going to notice that they're going to be like, "Man, those people are losers," but geez, they do a lot of stuff for being losers. Mm-hmm. How does that work? Well, it works because the one, the inspector, brought us back to code through his blood. Mm. That's what transfers. Um, Grace to the rest of the world And that's what marriage does So I say get married And do that at an early age Because then you can start on them wires A lot earlier
2: Yeah. Yeah That makes sense Yeah I mean, yeah You look at these guys who are Like in their late 40s and 50s And they're electricians or whatever And they're good at their trade But their relationship with their wives Is crappy That's majority of guys Uh, yeah
1: that's majority of guys my age um that's and and then the the generation before us that's like all of them (laughs) not not majority right right because um we thought and and here's the difference is because guys are like i love you so much i provide all this for you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you want more so i'm gonna work more but when i get home i'm not gonna do anything because i need to decompress right right And, and you mean that i don't love you yeah have you seen what I've done
2: for you? yeah, and that breeds that oh uh, yeah
1: it's it's a it's a horror and it's a mess, and that's not what the women want. I'll tell you right now because I know I know for a fact that's not what they want
2: yeah i think I think we said it on the episode that didn't go through, but um I forgot where I heard it, but they said, um it's really easy for men to visualize giving your life up for your wife like. You know, it's in us. Like it'd be really easy to do that for Abby right now, but it's a lot harder for us to make that daily death, so to speak, of ego to be there for your wife.
0: Right. Yeah, and I think that's the hardest thing, especially at least in my case as a single man. That's the hardest thing to give up going into a relationship too, because you're not even you're you're doing it as in a relationship as well, not even just a marriage. Yeah, you are that, that you're learning, and that's. That whole learning process leads to, okay, well, now I am, I I believe I am ready and Steve truly is ready for marriage, but I believe I am ready to get into this marriage where I'm spending the rest of my life with one person. That's a lot of sacrifice and people don't give that as much credit as I think they should. I think marriage has been, uh, I think it's been cut off in this generation to where it's like, oh yeah, I'm married to him, but so what?
2: Yeah. Well, you hear these people say that they live together for 10 years. Mm -hmm. Say, Oh, have you ever thought about getting married? They say, well, I don't need the piece of paper. Yeah. Well, it's not just a piece of paper. It's a commitment in front of family and friends that you are devoted to this person. Whereas if you're just living with this person, you can just leave and there's no ramifications. It's it's a much easier thing to do. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Comes back to commitment. Um, there are, Several different cultures in the world that don't need a piece of paper to be married. Right. It's about the commitment. Yeah. In Mm -hmm. our culture, yeah, we have a piece of paper that says that we're married. And the funny thing that I think about it all is everybody talks about how nobody's married until the marriage certificate has been signed. What?
2: That's just so Uncle Sam gets his cut. That,
1: yeah, that, that. <laughs> right. So, so you mean to tell me that God cares about what United States or State of Oregon cares about? Yeah. Come on, give me a break. Yeah. That's that's bunk. What is true is what. It goes back to everything, guys. It's the motives behind everything. Right. God knows the heart. Mm-hmm. He knows what it really is, and if a person is getting married, they. Will want to pronounce that in front of everybody, right? Yeah. And they'll want to put it on a certificate. Yep. But well. it's it's such a thing where people, I, I just see where it's made into this big awful thing. Mm-hmm. And then I've I've actually known pastors that won't marry people that have been living together, yeah. and at the same time they'll marry people that have been through three or four different marriages. Yeah. (laughs) It makes zero sense to me. It makes zero sense to me. If a person's, if especially young people, if they're committed, they'll be committed. And that commitment is between them and God.
0: Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is like, at least for me, I take, I take the commitment to, to a really hard level. Yeah. Like once I'm committed, that is a hundred percent fully what I'm doing. Like a hundred percent. And then if it doesn't work out, that usually crushes one, what I was thinking or, you know, what I had
1: planned. One thing you got to really be careful of, and, and, and this comes from experience of, especially in your 20s, um, good men in their 20s stand by their commitments. Mm-hmm. And they stand by what is solid and black and white, right? Yeah. Um, but one thing that you have to understand as a young man is, um, you know who stood by the commitments in the Bible? What do you do to a person who claims that they are God? Pretty much just write them off. (laughs) You mean like biblically? Biblically. In the Old Testament, what did you do? If if somebody claimed that he was God in front of a bunch of Jewish people.
0: They would hang him on a cross, right?
1: Hang him on a cross. So it's more organic than black and white. Now, I'm not saying that th- that makes it not true. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is is there's some things that are so beyond our thinking right. and so spiritual that we have to take a step back and, and let God's mind come into us mm-hmm. rather than lead with our own understanding because the Pharisees were perfect at being, holding up to their, they thought they were, yeah, <laughs> holding up to their values. Not one of us can hold up 100% to our commitments. None of us can. Yeah. That's why we have to have Christ. Mm -hmm. And once we understand that, then we start understanding that um, we could afford grace to other people. Right. So, but you're staunch. In your 20s, man, I was there. My way or the highway. I hope that caught that.
0: It did catch it. My way or the highway.
1: (laughs) And and when you start getting older and you start um, living with God more, um, he starts telling you, hey, man, back up. You don't have to agree with things, but you don't have a lot of room for the judgment in some of these things either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, you know. and that's I think I catch I catch a
0: little bit of that from you too because I, I tend to be like, oh, well, that's wrong. I'm gonna write that person Or that's wrong. Off. It may when, be wrong,
1: but you don't write the person off sometimes. Or
0: yeah, yeah. And I think that I do I do that a little too much. But You're th- doing your twenties. And <laughs> it, but the thing is, is is I think. Um, with some situations, too, I think I do afford too much.
1: Yeah. Um. So like in a marriage type idea, though, um, you're right. There are some things that are deal breakers. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? right. And and I understand those deal breakers. But at the same time, you got to understand also that um, God is working in everybody in those situations a lot of times. Yeah. If it's Christians involved here. Right. right? And you're not going to be. You don't unequally yoke that. That's just like stupid. Yeah. You're you're going to get yourself into a mess. Mm -hmm. Um, But in in a position where the Holy Spirit's living inside somebody, he's working in that system. Yeah. Uh, And so a lot of times we'll step out and get in his way. You know, I often read about Zacharias in the Bible. um, John 3. If you start reading about him and how much he really wanted to come to Jesus and just. Yet something held him back. Mm-hmm. And if he would have just stood back and let Jesus speak to him and, and allow that to happen and take some time, you know, God tells us, never tells us really to go forward. You know what he tells us most of the time? Shut up and, and chill. Yeah. Because I will teach you something through this and then you'll know your actions. And it's the same thing with marriage. Yeah. Um, well, and I,
0: I think even Jesus did that. He would, he would go and into the woods and he would be by himself because sometimes he just had to stop. I want to kill the disciples. <laughs> right. Yeah. He had to, he had to stop and he was like, okay, listen,
1: just like us. I mean, I imagine sometimes he just goes, Oh my gosh, that Nate dude. Yeah. Oh my Right. Gosh, what in the world? Um, I'm just going to let him go, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, he won't let us go, but sometimes, you know, yeah. And, and you got to understand that it takes, that's what maturity really is. When mm-hmm. you start talking on those levels, that's really what maturity is. So, When you're, when you're looking at, I don't want to place an age on it. I just know that young men are, they were built to be determined to go forward. Young men fight wars. Yep. That simple. Um, And so you got to believe in what you're fighting for and, and try not to allow all this to come in. Just think if you started thinking about, well, is that guy over there? I wonder if he's a Christian Hmm. You're fighting against. Hmm. I mean, how effective would you be at fighting a war? You wouldn't be. No, no. So, matter of fact, there was a time in World War One when they, when they, uh, uh, kind of, uh, there was a ceasefire during Christmas Eve. And yeah. Did you? And you they you played guys? like
2: soccer or something.
1: Yeah. They played. So they were playing Amazing Grace on the, on the um, German side. Maybe it wasn't Amazing Grace. It might have been another song. But then the um, English side figured out that hey, I know that song. I don't know the words that they're singing, but I do right. know the song. Right. So then they started singing it and then they came together and played soccer. You know what they had to do to those two troops? They, they moved had, them out of there. They couldn't fight each other anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys, um, there's a lot of wisdom in that. There's a lot of truth in that. We need that in this world. Yep. We need to look at that. more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that rabbit trail went a long ways.
0: It's fine. I, I mean, honestly, that's kind of what we're here for. We just want to, Thoughts. we we want the input
1: so when you guys first put this out and then you guys went into your um what that one that you did where you just were talking about and then you're bringing up points and then what about this and then what about this it was amazing because there's so many points in that in the in the the overwhelming um it, it was like a fire hose yeah i mean i was I was worn out listening to it because all my thoughts kept going these, down these trails and they stopped there and then it would jump over to another one. And it's amazing to me the immense amount of thought and, and um, ideas that this kind of conversation brings out. Right. And to be able to adhere to that and to make something come of that is really cool. So I, I think what you guys are doing with this is really cool. Mm-hmm. I think that's your next podcast. You should go back and answer a lot of those questions or those ideas.
0: Well, and we brought up the idea of maybe even playing like a little bit of poker and just, mm-hmm. just having conversation. Maybe we could bring up actually full on idea for conversation, but not necessarily
2: take a huge deep dive into it, but kind of kind of riff on it and tease out ideas and thought yeah. processes yeah. on And it. you
1: people add some comments to it. Yeah.
2: All and then you four guys, of you. you yeah, right? <laughs> you people add some comments
1: to it and then, and then work along this because see, this is. This is how the Holy Spirit works. This is how truth works, Mm -hmm. okay? If you want the truth of things, you guys out in digital land, if you guys (laughs) want truth of things, you got to rely on somewhere where truth comes from, and that can only come from one place. There is no two ideas that are contradicting. One of them has to be wrong.
0: Right, yeah.
1: Okay. There are no two truths. Now, there are absolutes, this one could be absolute right and this one could be absolute right, but they can't be contradicting and both be right. And I mean true contradiction, okay? Yeah. This is not like fuzzy contradiction. Mm-hmm. Because That's where this gets all mixed up is people think these fuzzy contradictions and then they say, well, then truth can't be exclusive. Right. Okay. Well, they're not looking at truth the way truth should be looked at. They're looking mm. at truth through perspective, their perspective. But the problem is that their perspective lacks truth. Mm. It has... No objectivity to it. Yeah. We mm-hmm. all have a worldview that we come at it with.
2: Oh, yeah, 100%. Well, you look at people who say there is no religion, and they have that's a religious some, statement. some religion of <laughs> themselves. Right. That's right, a religious
1: know? statement to say that. Yeah. That, that, that's a philosophy to say that. Um, I don't believe that there's much of a religion other than w- watching out for widows and orphans. Um, I believe that there is one truth and we need to follow him. And if there is a truth, now catch me here. If there is a truth, it can only come from one spot if it's really the truth. There can't be two sources of truth.
2: Hmm. So how did you come to the determination?
1: I followed lies for too long. Yeah. And, And so when you get stuck in lies and you go, I can't live this way anymore. I can't live underneath these lies anymore because I know what they're doing to me. Right. Then I have to start looking for truth somewhere. And if I start looking for truth, the way that I came at it as I, the only way that I could understand that even there was a truth is there had to be an ultimate truth. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. A truth that overwhelms every other truth. There can't be a pantheon of truth. There can't be a bunch of Greek gods that own truth Mm -hmm. because one of them has got to be a liar. If they fight each other, if
2: they're against each, if they have different ideas, Mm -hmm. one of them has got to be a liar. So how did you come to the decision that it is in the Bible? So I came to
1: the decision that I didn't come directly to the Bible. Even though I'd been in the Bible for quite a few years, I didn't come directly to the Bible. I came through the—and this is horrible. You should just go to the Bible and listen to it and believe. Don't even worry about finding truth. Just believe the Bible, and you'll be good. Yeah. But if you're like me and skeptical, (laughs) and you want to find out, um, I'll tell you how I did it. And it's not the right way. You just go believe the Bible. Um, But the way I did it is I knew that there had to be an ultimate truth. That ultimate truth had to exist eternally because there's so much non-truth in this world. Right. Okay. There's so much death is a Mm non-truth. You unpack that, unpack that about death. Death is an, uh, is, is an untruth. Um, Because if there's anything that's alive, why should we even die? Something had to cause that. I mean, if, if we spontaneously just are alive, then we should be alive forever. Why, why is there death in the world? Um, so when you look at truth, you have to realize that there's got to be an ultimate somewhere. There's got to be somewhere that we're shooting for. That, that is the truth. Mm-hmm. And then that's the only thing that governs everything else. And if that is the truth, then everything leads to that. All truths lead to that one truth. Okay, and I know this is very general. So and, and I can't be the arbiter of truth. I can't make up truth in my mind. Right. Fox News is wrong. When they tell me that they're going to report and I decipher the truth, that's boloney. That's not true. Report the truth. Because the truth is up there and it's owned by him. Mm-hmm. He is the truth. The Bible says that God is the truth. Now, I knew this intuitively before I even read that word. Right that there has to be a God because there is truth. Mm -hmm. If there is no truth, then we're not, there's no reason to be here. Exactly. Okay. So when that led me to the idea, okay, there's gotta be a God. Okay. That does not put me in the position of where I'm a Christian though. That just makes me a deist basically. And that's where a lot of people stop when they say they're Christians is they believe in a God that created everything and moved it through time. And he really doesn't touch anything now. But here's the problem with that is I have a personality. Mm-hmm. I also have a spirit. My spirit actually speaks more truth than my mouth. Right. Because my mouth a lot of times speaks lies like daily. Like if somebody comes up to you and asks what's wrong and you say, oh, nothing. I'm fine when everything's wrong inside and you're sitting there going, I I'm dying inside, but then you smile and say, and people, we just had a gentleman take his life at my job here two weeks ago. The guy had no signs that he was hurting that much inside to take his own life, but he would smile every morning and say, I'm doing great. You tell me what's true in that. The truth existed in his spirit. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Now, Grab a hold of that. Now there has to be a spirit that, that the truth exists in because if there wasn't, you would not argue with yourself. You wouldn't tell yourself to quit lying. Have you done that? Have you ever argued with yourself and said, that's not a right, that's not a right thought? See, that is the spirit. That's the Holy Spirit working within you, and that's what's changing you. Now, my ideas came to like, well, that's got to be. That's got to happen. I have a personality too. Where did that come from? Right can't come from this deistic God that's way out there. That had to come from somebody who was a person. If I'm made, if, if I'm made on this earth, we're the only ones who actually make mu- nuclear bombs, have congresses, throw parties on this whole earth. It, in the universe, as far as I know, we're the only ones that actually control the world around us to a point. So it makes total sense to me that we have been given dominion over the world. Uh, environmentalists are saying like, oh, no, that's not what he did. He didn't give you dominion to take control of the world. Oh, really? What are you trying to do right now when you're trying to stop loggers? Hmm. You're trying to control the world. You're trying yeah. to take dominion. You're just arguing over dominion. Yep. So, yeah, you have dominion over the world as a human being.
2: Yeah.
1: We were made that. Wow, way. that's starting to align with what the Bible's telling us. And then, and then you understand how really wrong you are and a lot of the stuff that you've done and the stuff that you can't take back to people and the relations that you've broken and then you go there's no way out of this mm-hmm. if you're honest with yourself unless you're like a psychopath you're going to have things or there's only two ways to be this way you're either honest with yourself that or you're a psychopath And you're honest with yourself, and you come to Christ, and he washes all your shame away. Yep. Or you're a psychopath. There's no other way. And and most people are carrying shame. And I'm telling you right now, if you're carrying shame, you don't have to. He took that on the cross. That's the beauty of this. So a person who makes persons took away all of that shame and all that stuff that we did. That's the only thing that can be true. Yeah. If that's not true, we are in a world of hurt. There's no reason to even be here. There's no reason to do this podcast. That's why I say there is no religion. Only truth. And the other stuff. Which is all BS. Yeah. I was almost said the word, but it's... Yeah. This is a PG. So it's BS. It's absolute BS. Well, after- I don't care what other religion you <laughs> want to come at. It's BS.
0: After his, it's... I guess it
1: doesn't really matter anymore. We've already
2: reached our threshold. (laughs) We had a one. The one. The one. Yeah.
1: So with that said, you guys, that's um, how I came to it. It's that's the line of logic. And anybody could come at me and and ask me and and try to argue that logic, but they're going to have to do it from a place of illogical conclusions. Okay. That's why Jesus is being shut down everywhere is because nobody wants to hear the truth. Mm. And the truth is, the truth is Jesus is the Lord and savior. He died on a cross and you can be one of his kids in his kingdom. That's the absolute truth. And anything outside of that is total bunk or mm-hmm. as the King James calls it rubbish. No, he doesn't call it rubbish. You know what the King James calls it?
0: Oh, uh, something. I actually am writing a book on this.
1: It's
2: you're writing a book.
1: Yeah. It's oh. called dear Christians cut the shit.
2: Whoa! I know that makes that two. Ah, Dang that makes it! Dude. Now we're
1: now we're PG thirteen plus. In the King James, they render it right when Paul says that his good works are dung. Hmm. In modern world, what would that be called? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they render it right because it's absolutely detestable in the Greek is what it what it really says. Yep. And so people, you are following. You are trying to be good enough to get into heaven, which is absolute dung. Heaven is right now. You don't have to try to get into heaven. What you need to do is come to Christ because heaven exists in Him. It's not like we're waiting on this earth just to go to heaven. That's-
0: and I feel like, like we were saying, I think where a lot of the people, especially Christians, fall into that trap is, oh, I'm just here. Oh, I can't wait until He comes back. I can't wait until the Lord is back. I can't wait until He. Reconciles all of us. Your rapture yeah. was the
1: day you gave your life to Him. Not, yeah. not saying there isn't another rapture down the road. Okay, I'm not being like Mister All Millennialist or whatever, but um, I am saying, spiritually speaking, you are a creature of the real world. Mm-hmm. The minute you give your life to Christ, and all this is going to burn. It's All bunk. Yep. Yeah. yeah essentially. <laughs> so your job here is. So your job here is to bring people into the other world. Like your little niece, that's your job is to love her, so she wants to be in that world, and and, and the people around you. Your marriage does that, so it comes back to the, it's so holistic, you guys. This is so relational through everything that we do, that we see. Us Americans are so good. All humans actually are so good at trying to take the spiritual thing and hold it up here and say that doesn't belong down here with the material things that we do every day. That's why. Blue collar workers that are Christ like people that are working in the grime and the grit and missionaries in front of all these other people are so important because this is a real thing mm-hmm. and it's not like oh this we have to go to this Orthodox church and 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 take the smokestack and the incense and, yeah I'm, yeah I love it I'm, I really want to go to a Greek Orthodox church <laughs> it because looks, it. it looks but, like fun but what I'm saying is is it's so it's such an organic thing. It, it's not like Avatar Organic, okay? I mean, but it kind of is. Every good thing pulls from what Christ really is. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. every good movie pulls from Christ. So you guys got to understand that, that this is something that is so completely um, beyond our little f- 10 points or five points of Calvinism or or our, you know, our systematic theology. This is something so amazing mm-hmm. that we, it's almost sometimes sin to put it in that <laughs> realm yeah.
2: well and that's why we'd started out with one of our first topics being on purpose because right. Right. our day-to-day purpose is derived from that spiritual aspect yep. everything spiritual you do calling and everything yep. else kind of goes
0: along with that because <laughs> mm-hmm. that is our main reason well looks like we've been going about an hour yeah. we appreciate and all this uh all the information
1: uh, all it's the- gonna be a lot to take in for a lot of people But yeah, I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) It's fine. You guys need to know this stuff and and sit and think on it. Okay, call me a liar. I don't care, but it's true. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, I know that doesn't sit well in this world, but it's true.
0: Yeah. And you and that's the thing is. Us. Things and have to think about it because nobody does. A lot of people do. I should say I shouldn't say nobody does, but I especially in our
2: generation, a lot of people about truth. and mindset that's something that's a challenge with this is like when chase and i come on here we don't have everything written down and we don't have a lifetime of knowledge so yeah, yeah. we're trying to be as truthful and concise as we can be but yep. we will make mistakes
0: and we do fall short
1: you know it, the oldest theologian on this earth has a inkling of what reality completely is yeah I mean, not even that much. Someday, you guys, we're all gonna know way more, and we're gonna be like, yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. "Yep." That's why we have to. That's why we have to back off sometimes and go, "Okay, Lord, let the truth come out here." Yep. And uh, you know, and He will make it very apparent where you stick to the truth.
2: Yep. Yeah, okay. I think so. That's honestly part partly why. Like, there's a time and place for well-thought-out, like, step-by-step podcasts where they have pages of notes and references for everything. But when we come on here, like, our goal isn't necessarily to do that. It is we're coming on here with what knowledge we have, what knowledge our guests have. And Um, trying to just be constructive. Yes, exactly. And I do believe that the Holy Spirit, there will be guiding with that. Yeah. We don't have to have it structured down to a point. God will bring some good out of it His if word we go out and try. Yeah,
1: His Word penetrates us to the marrow of our bodies. And so the Holy Spirit speaks through all that we do. And so it's uh, this organic thing. Um, this, this, you know, one thing that I, I don't want to get off another tangent, but if you look at the... The mycelium and how the trees talk on earth to each other. And then you, this is getting really spicy. People, look this stuff up. It's not as spacey as you think it is. It's real. Eat a mushroom. Eat a mushroom. But <laughs> I, I'm telling you, this is such an organic thing that when you do it like this and you don't stand by these sets of 10 commandments, 10 commandments of podcasting, mm-hmm. and you let the Holy Spirit guide. Those Ten Commandments will still come out, but you're not going to be in it. It's yeah. going to be God. Yeah. Yeah. And see, that's it's such a cool thing when that happens, because we can start thinking about who Christ really is. And then it, I'll tell you what, it's a whole lot better than anything that we could think up of him. It's a whole, Yeah. Better let you guys get going. <laughs> I could talk about this all night because it's exciting. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it really should be. The realization of this is what changed my life quite yeah. honestly, is I didn't realize, I, I wasn't trying to stand on the side of truth. It was when I met the guy who is truth. Mm-hmm. And when I met that guy who is truth, then I realized that there's a whole lot more to truth than anything that I know. Yep. And sometimes the truth is, I don't know. Yeah. Majority of the time is. Um, so I have to stand back on the places that I don't know and go really far forward on the places that I do know.
2: That's where my brother knows a guy who is completely um if a christian has any views different than him like down to like revelation stuff then they're a false teacher Ah. to the point where he says that the church that we go to is a false teacher yeah um that's where i had to tell my brother no that's like we have our core beliefs as Christians, our fundamentals, our pillars. Yep. yep. Um, but there are fringe beliefs where we will have variations on those, but those thoughts aren't going to change those pillars. Right. Uh, so that doesn't make you not a Christian because you don't believe we're getting raptured at the beginning of the tribulation. You know.
1: Yeah, just because you don't want to go watch the Left Behind movies, but so. <laughs> there is a thing; it's called orthodoxy. Yeah. So, with any point other than the cross, mm. um, there is because the cross is very spelled out in truth. Yeah. You know, died, rose again, and he paid for our sins. So, but anything in this in this orthodoxy um, can be true. We don't mm-hmm. know completely. Right. So then we offer each other grace, like baptism, right? Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. or like saying that the sacraments are they actually turn into the actual body and blood. Yeah. I I mean, spiritually speaking. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So who's to say it's not materially speaking. Yeah. Yeah. That is, you laugh at it because you've been taught something different, but actually think it through. Um, So at the, at the time, and I'll I'll tell you, the older you get, you start going, man, there's less I know about this thing. And so, um, yeah, at, at that point we have to, understand those things and so when we teach this stuff or when we profess it mm-hmm. we profess it in that way so the thing that you can always stand on is jesus is king died on the cross his blood paid for our blood and you have to repent and believe yeah and then guess what the truth starts blossoming in you and then it doesn't really get that far on this earth because there's not much fertilizer on this earth but well there's a lot of fertilizer just doesn't penetrate A lot of bull fertilizer, but, um, and then the next in, in eternity where we actually exist, this is like an incubator for eternity. In eternity, uh, we will blossom into the truth of trees and we will know it. Yep. I don't want
2: to be a liar anymore. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Okay. I'll let you guys go. All right. Well, I do this all night. Yeah. Well,
2: thank you, Nathan, Philip Bailey for coming on. (laughs) (laughs) Philip. (laughs) This is a random name. (laughs) Let's
0: go with it. I'd like that one better.
2: Oh, Nathan Philip. All right. We appreciate you coming on. Thanks for uh, having me, guys. Appreciate your podcast. Last time
1: I will be on because I was like,
2: "Ah, get that guy out of (laughs) here. Get him out of here. We'll see. The the viewers will speak. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Whatever they decide. All two of them will say (laughs) (laughs) thumbs down. It'll be like, (laughs) (laughs) Like Like, you guys will see. Are you not entertained? Chase is going to (laughs) be holding my hand up. Okay, we took care of the problem.
0: All righty. Well, thank you guys for joining. We appreciate everything.